Welcome, Sports Hub Underground. I'm Matt Dollop. He's Ty Anderson. We're a little short on time this week, folks. We have a little over, or just about an hour to give you, so we're going to get right to it. Ty, how are you? What's going on? Hi, how's it going? Uh, you, you had some car trouble down there. You had some car trouble down, down right, by well, your place. If you keep talking like this, I'm going to leave, and we're going to have the shortest episode ever, because I'm not talking to you like that. Why? It was the cold weather. Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. No, I just, my car battery died i think i left the light on or something so a little bit delayed happens. start unfortunately happens well but, it's, uh, at least it was just that yeah we, we were we had some freaking doomsday scenarios going on in I our text do. in our text messages well, because things i was have, like it's okay it's gonna be okay things have been going a little too well lately <laughs> right you're and bound I'm, and for I'm something i'm starting to kind of i'm i'm already you I mean you know about this a little bit i'm already starting to see kind of the things going downward and i'm like oh here it comes because mm. i just assume nothing nice can happen to me for whatever reason, I think my great great grandfather yeah. stole like a, a, a gypsy wheel of some Jeez. sort or something. But anyway, um, yeah, so that happened. But hey, by the way, uh, we did villains last week. We did. It was by a, the way, it was a good uh, topic. The, the Twitter people were uh, were divided. They on were who had the better group of villains. I get it. I get it. If you're if you're you didn't have a comic villain, I don't think. No, and I, and I did. I had so two. I get that base. Well, I had a wrestling villain, which like it doesn't. It's its own. It's its own entire category. He saw that and was like, "Ah, oh, he's right. I'm gonna run my daughter out of the company and sell it to the Saudis." Get Prince Solomon on the phone. He is. Uh, he literally is making that storyline that he had when he brought the NWO in come to life. Where he's like, no one's gonna have my creation. It's yeah. like he's literally doing that right that's now. That's what it feels like. So that's kind of like I don't know. Would the Saudis really do it? Like I asked a friend who knows people that are like sort of insiders, and and he's he's like, I, no, I don't think I don't think they're gonna be giving Muhammad Hassan a, like a two year world title reign anytime soon. Like well, the, that was his way of saying he doesn't think there's gonna be major changes. I don't think they're gonna. They're not gonna like fire all the women. You know, they're not gonna just like turn into the Saudi wrestling entertainment. Yeah, but it's a bad. It, it's a bad idea for so many reasons. I mean, think about how difficult it's been for the live golf, you know, mm. league, whatever it is. Right, to get it a would TV be live deal. wrestle, live yeah. wrestle, and they can't get a TV deal. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to support them. I mean, the, the WWE has LGBTQ wrestlers in the company. They have Sami Zayn in the middle of this hottest run ever, and he's not allowed in Saudi Arabia because of his religion. So it is, uh, it, it's not a great idea for for a number of reasons. And, you know, I, I know there's been some insiders out there who've said, oh, that's not going to happen. They haven't heard it. It's just rumors. It took on a life of its own. Yeah, it's not confirmed yet. So this would be a very bad idea. The easiest thing, sell to Comcast. You're still going to make a billion. You're still going to make billions of dollars. Don't worry about it. But Push sell it to Comcast. Don't, or just, Fox, don't sell it to, like, a, a thing that comes with all that baggage. Just don't do it. It's just going to be dead soon. Like that's the most that's annoying what part I mean. about it. It's like he, he's like swooping in and and making this deal happen, but apparently his family's not on board with it. Stephanie well, yeah. has stepped away. Well, yeah. So Stephanie stepped down. Uh, Triple H, Nick Khan, who's like the third most guy, the most popular guy not related to McMahon. So yeah. he's the most, he's the top guy not related to McMahon. Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H all voted against bringing Vince McMahon back 
as of two weeks ago, and then he strong-armed his way back into power and then got rid of people on the executive board. And it's like, yeah. including the guy who got rid of him, or, or the guy who was investigating him, rather, for the sexual misconduct and all that other stuff. It's like, oh my god, this guy is literally trying to like strong-arm his way into the company. I mean, he did, and now it's like, cool, you're going to sell it to Saudi Arabia because they will give you complete creative control because... That's not good for business. You're 78. You don't know what you're what you're doing anymore. It's okay. Walk away. Take your billions. Go home. Right. Well, yeah. Isn't this well? Isn't this proof that he wasn't really forced out? The fact that he was even able to to slither his way back in like this. Right. No, there is that. I mean, there was a lot of people who kind of thought that when he quote unquote retired, that he wasn't actually retiring and that he was plotting something and. I mean, if he's able to sell it to the, the Saudi, what is it, public investment firm, whatever it's called. The Saudi investment, yeah, the Saudi investment something. And if he's able to sell it to them in like a day and a half, it's like, okay, yeah, that's what he was doing while he was, while he was quote unquote yeah. retired, which I right. think would be technically against the law, some sort of law, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, guys like Vince McMahon are basically above the law, so whatever. Our own uh, James Stewart at 95 The Sports Hub has an article about that. It might be up. It's probably up now. I mean, if you're listening, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably up. I think he thinks that they eventually sell. It makes more sense to sell the Comcast, and that could still happen. Uh, but the Saudi thing could still happen. And I bet, apparently, this same Saudi company already has a stake in like Facebook, oh, Uber, yeah. and like all kinds of companies. So it wouldn't be anything new for them to to get a stake in uh, to have. But controlling me, interest in, a, in an American company. But let me say this. like, I, like I A lot of people were coming out and saying that last night, being like, well, you, you, you take an Uber, don't you? And it's like, yeah, but does it have to be in everything I like as a person? Does it have to be in every <laughs> aspect of my life? And, and some things, you know, you just, I don't know. I, I don't think you want that baggage. And, and I'm not know. trying to, like, generalize or, like, be disrespectful, but they got a lot of people in that company who would not like them doing that, and they should listen to their talent the people who make them the money that they do make. So that's how I feel about it. Right. That. If the talent has an issue with it, then I, they, I, I think I bosses they in are general should listen to, to talent. I think that's yes. kind of. I think that would be fair. People yeah. running things that aren't here uh, probably would be best suited listening to the people that are actually doing the thing to say, like, hey, how do you do the things? Yes. That, that makes would go sense a long to me. way, I think, in any I think industry. Would, I think that would go a long way for anyone, anyone listening to this podcast. Take that as a as a piece of advice from yes. old Dollywood and, and Tylee Cyrus. That's right. That's all that's all we ask. So <laughs> All yeah. right. Well that was I mean, that's glad we, we got that off our chest because uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a weird story. And it, it was it good is. timing. Good it timing. Was, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I picked Vince as the number one all time villain and then he uh, you know he Fires sells his to, daughter. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. All right. First big question I have for you this week. We don't have much time, so I wanted to get this out of the way. We got to talk about the big question right now. What are we going to do with all these extra Demar Hamlin patches that we got lying around? Uh, it is weird. The, the, it, he's alive. He's back home. So I mean, unfortunately, he's he's survived. So we can't come up with tribute ideas anymore. And there's nothing we can do with these number three patches. I don't. So I don't know what to do with them. It's very bizarre to witness everyone try to out tribute one another in real time. It's just really weird. Like, it's a very uncomfortable thing to watch because I'm watching it going, he, he he's alive. He got released yeah. from the hospital. Like He got to live out the fantasy of, like, how people would react if he died. Well, it was just like, I think it was Dan Orlovsky, like, had, like, a, I'm crying so hard right now. It's like, all right, dude, like, 
reel it in a little bit. Like, I, I understand. Listen, it was a traumatic situation. We yeah. all are aware and of we, that. We talked about it last week. We had a serious discussion about it. We didn't joke about it at all. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm not even joking. We don't have to joke about him having a cardiac arrest or anything like that. We're just talking about it's always about the reactions around around it. It's always, it always turns into nonsense. Matt, Tony Romo, during the broadcast, said the angels are on their side. As if angels took him up to heaven. He was very much alive. No, you don't dude. understand. Bill Belichick is the devil. So. <laughs> it was just so weird. Like, oh, the angels got him. I'm like, well, why would they got him? He's still on yeah, earth. Yeah, the He's still angels, on this plane. <laughs> yeah, you should tell the angels to leave. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, angels. angel of death. Get out of this man, here. This man is still walking the earth. It was very bizarre. Very it is, weird. It is strange. That, that place that, that dressed up a horse. In Tamar Hamlin's honor, and that was uh, apparently it was a place Santa Anita in California, a California racetrack, dressed up a horse to honor a Bills safety who was I cannot stress this enough alive, live just, tweeting the game. <laughs> hey Demar, we heard you look like an Appaloosa. So we're going to dress up this bronze statue in your honor. But this is like what it. Buster Olney's like, I got a great idea, guys. <laughs> Let's put, been done like 11 they times. Put, they should put 10 men on the field and then take a delay of game penalty. They're like, all right, Buster, a couple things wrong with that. Uh, you only get a penalty for 12 men, not 10. And uh, it would have to be the offense taking a delay of game. Maybe, I don't know, maybe tell your grandma or whoever came up with that idea that there's that you need to be workshop that a little bit. It's just like, it is what it is, right? And But it's just, it's the weirdest thing about living in 2022 or 2023 now society where it's just like it's almost like people were trying to will the guy to get like he's like i'm better i'm getting out of the hospital and i was like no you get back in there <laughs> right, we're not yeah. done yet <laughs> like, yeah. it was really bizarre like, no just just hold on just just stop your heart for another few minutes so i can come up with a nice monologue and start crying on i TV. haven't got my retweets yet <laughs> just Seriously. everyone is freaking out about not getting their social media clout um right i know thoughts and prayers the first and foremost to everybody who can no longer tweet their Demar Hamlin tributes because he's okay dude the guy from five for fighting tweeted at me like the singer of five for fighting tweeted at me because I'm i was like yeah and i was like i was like tony romo is outright rooting for the bills right now and it's very annoying and he was like everyone is okay cool so like, i'm not i'm not like, i wanted the patriots to make the playoffs i can acknowledge what a horrible thing that happened on the field but then not devote my life to that man's recovery and be like all right like i want to see my favorite football team win a game here right mm-hmm. and 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 listen, I hope that he is back and that he is on the field and he has a healthy 10-year career. No, obviously. Mix We're not saying Bowls, that. Mix in some Super Bowls. I uh, know. I'll let uh, Legion of Skanks. Mix in a Super Bowl I'll, if you I'll, leave Buffalo. I don't uh, want Buffalo to ever win a Super Bowl. Look, I'll let like Legion of Skanks and Louis C.K. and people like like the true dirtbags of comedy joke about cardiac arrest. Like We're not yes, doing that. Yes, It's always It's always the media and social media and these per- personalities and whatever just making asses of themselves. We have a making things about us problem, Ty. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Oh yes, no, no. You know? People were like, people were diving into to make it about themselves. Did you see? I remember. I remember when uh, Demarius Thomas died, and like that. That was obviously sad. Like that, that he died. Like I yeah. got the fact that I even had to say that. Yes. <laughs> to make sure that, just so you know, I think it's sad that a man died in his mid thirties. You know, and like and, D- and Dave Richard, who calls into to Toucher and Rich with his fantasy advice. Uh, I don't know if he still he did it this year. I believe. He's, he's like, you're you're our number one receiver in our hearts, Demarius. And he posts a lineup with Demarius Thomas in it. Is he putting Demarius and in I, his lineup, though? And I think? quote tweeted, I was like, you know, we don't 
We don't have to weigh in. We don't have to come up with this stuff every time someone dies. It's Bo Burnham. You can never be. Bo Burnham clip. Oh, God. Yeah, what is it? Have, have really we ever thought? Up. Gotta have shut the f up. Just shutting up. Not every thought needs to be broadcast. That's this I mean, was we're a guilty true... of it too. I know. But yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, but but I don't know. I try to keep the focus on Demar Hamlin. I didn't. I didn't put like your 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 thoughts and prayers to me. You know, I tried to you know keep people updated on what's going on and see what's going on and all that stuff. I try to refrain from doing a look at me thing. The best thing about that, and the only good thing about that, I mean, there's probably others, but. The best thing about it was people directing their their efforts towards his charity endeavors. Like that is what you do, and that, that was situation. by far the best part of this. Yeah, you don't yeah. make a video of you crying, talking like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, That's weird. And like even that, where it's like you know you put your name on it and you're you're making a symbolic number or whatever. But at least they're donating money to a charity, a good cause. Right. So there's no right. no problem with that whatsoever. It's, yeah. it's, it's all more about the tweets and the TV monologues and the fake tears. Did you see there was one uh, there was one clip uh, that was it, it should have made me laugh, but it did. But it was Lisa Lisa Salters on the field after the she game. was there that she was the silent yeah. reporter of that game right and she, and she was you know i understand why she was breaking down. She witnessed it. She was on the field. Oh, you know, anyone she, who was there witnessing it, I yeah. totally get it. And she's really. If you're not like, a sociopath, you start to sort of feel other people's emotions in, in a moment like that. She was really emotional, and she goes, "She's she's fighting back tears, and she's like, all we can hope for is that he gets better." And then ESPN cuts to a commercial, and the whopper, first, whopper. the first commercials, whopper, whopper, <laughs> single whopper. I'm sorry, I stepped whopper. on your I stepped on your punchline there. No, I apologize. but it's like it's like. This is the absurdity of everything now that we live in this world, where it's just like the most traumatic thing can happen, and then all of a sudden you have Craig Robinson singing at you about triple whoppers and whatnot. It's it's quite it was it might quite have been, intense. Might have been the most American moment of all time, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, no, obviously, like there were a few days there where I didn't even want to talk about football. You know, Barth and I didn't just we just we just canceled the the Sports Up Patriots podcast. I didn't say anything about football for a couple of days. I was like, yeah, a young man's fighting for his life in the hospital. He's in critical condition. You know, and but I don't know. Now he's all better. Now he's out, and I, it's just that I want to see how people. Uh, I want to see how how little people talk about Debar Hamlin now. I, oh, I think yeah. you will expose your own hypocrisy. You know, not that I'm going to be all over the whole story throughout the off season, but now that he's back healthy, like I guess that if he if he plays again, you know, that moment he takes the field again will be a good one. I mean, think and, about what it would have been. And like. that touchdown was like a, it was a cool moment if you could step away from the whole who you're rooting for thing. Like it of was a cool. I mean, it's a sports. It's a cool sports moment. It was epic. But, think, think about what it would have been like if Twitter was a thing when, like, Teddy Bruschi had his stroke, right? Or what? Like, yeah, that's another like, thing. Where's the line of demarcation now? Like, Crystal Tang's had two strokes in the last, like, I think, calendar year or two years, yeah. like whatever it is. Like, what's the what's the standard now? What's the press? That was quite a precedent to set with the way everyone treated the Demar Hamlin thing. Yeah, I don't so know. now every time someone gets carted off the field, we're going to talk about postponing the game. We're going to send thoughts and prayers. We're going to do tributes. Yeah, no, I yes, listen. No? I get, I get it, but now it's like, all right, let's let's all move on now. Like, let's let's focus on what, what's ahead of like even during the game. Like, I think once we got past the second half of the game. And people were still talking, the second quarter rather, and everyone was still talking about it. I hit the point where I was like, all right, enough. We get it. We know. But the NFL decided to have this game. So we got to talk about this game, guys. Like, <laughs> enough with the references to angels and, and like, <laughs> right. like, what are we doing? Like, talk about the game, please. So, Man is quite literally walking the earth. But I don't know. I'm, I'm like a scumbag for like thinking that, though. I think, no, probably. I think that's why I, I wanted to get it out because I think it's finally, I think it's finally safe to talk about it, to joke about it. 
yeah. and talk about the absurdities that surrounded it. Yeah, that's the, and I think that's a clear sort of like difference here is that we are not joking about the incident. We are joking about everyone rushing to make it about themselves, which is like which is a common theme here now where like like even when DeBrus got hurt, right? Like I was seeing people who like they do podcasts or they they talk about the team in some fashion being like, "Oh, I feel sick right now." I'm like he has a broken bone in his leg. Everything's okay. Like well, You don't folks, need to feel sick about this. Folks, That's very weird. I, I always go back to when DMX died. And people on Twitter are like, folks, this one hurts. This one really hurts. Folks, it's like, dude, it's DMX. You don't care. You're not that sad. I'm sorry. I know it's sad when a 50-year-old person dies, an untimely death, but you you were not, unless you're in his family or something. What's the? I what, listened to Rough Riders Anthem 18 years ago. I'm, I'm very sad right now. Yeah, I think you're full of it. What is what is the last celebrity death that you were like, damn, that actually kind of that one actually kind of sucks. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't like. I, I never had like a personal connection to him, so it's hard to get mm. like truly sad about. But like Norm Macdonald dying sucked because I thought he still had plenty to give in terms of shows and podcasts and you know yeah. his trademark humor. It sucks that we don't have that anymore. So that. Fife kind of sucked for me because uh, Rob- they just reunited. Robin Williams dying was was pretty sad. Yeah, but he hadn't done much in a while. He'd been sick for a while, so it's yeah. like wasn't that sudden. And like the Kobe, I mean, Kobe dying was was effed up, you know. And I wrote a whole article about like the the like not not the over the top tributes, which there were a couple of those. Oh, they were trying to get you for that. But one, it I was remember. yeah, they tried to get me for it. For, for a day. That's all right. For a day. Then they moved on to the next outrage talk. But it was never about, like, you know, Kobe wasn't a great person. It was more that, like, he was a complex person that had uh, things in his past that, like, people are going to bring up at some point. It's part yeah. of his story. And there's a balance between, you know, Kobe Bryant was an effing rapist two minutes after he died. People were tweeting that. I was like, that that was too much. Don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, people are like, nope, don't say it, don't say it, didn't happen, don't say any of it. I it's think, like, we can't have a middle ground. I think the last one for me was probably Jimmy Hayes, because I knew him as a person. See like, that? I yeah, him. I could I see mean? that, because like, he was a guy you used to talk to and, yeah. and all that stuff. And I had heard that he was, like, so excited about the next chapter of his life with, like, right. his his family. I could see. Like, okay, I was like, that you feel for, because you knew him as a person, versus, like, I just watched right. this guy on TV or in movies. So. It would be like that with me for someone who's been on the Patriots for the past five years. But right. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to wish anything into existence right now. Uh, but, yeah, it's that sort of thing. But, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. The celebrity death stuff. Celebrity death Twitter is sneaky the worst Twitter. Yeah, it's up there. People acting devastated over 99-year-old Betty White dying. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm shocked that the 99-year-old <laughs> There was one Passed person. Away. I can't believe she died. Really? You can't? You, you just you just can't believe it. She was 100. It. You just can't believe it? She's like 22 years past life expectancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, Ty. There is a hockey team in town, and everybody on the team is very much alive right now. That's good. That's good. So we got we got some stuff I want to talk about hockey-wise, so I guess we'll uh we'll take a quick break here and then we'll be right back. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. 
We're back. Ty, let's talk about the league best, Boston Bruins. They lose Jake DeBrusque. No problem whatsoever. 3-0 West Coast road trip. I don't know what the scoring differential, the goal differential was in those games, but I'm sure, I assume it was high. Which yeah. games? The, the last three games, the West, West Coast road trip. 16-5 to five was the combined score. Good job. Good math. Uh, they killed the Ducks. Uh, and, and I know that's not that wasn't like the, the exactly murderer's row of the Western Conference because they didn't they didn't play Vegas they didn't play the Dallas Stars but uh, they beat know. those teams too yeah but they beat they beaten everybody you know and they they lose a top line right wing who was on pace for thirty six goals and uh, they they still they still don't skip a beat um, you saw mo- more of those games than I did because I'm just a sweepy little baby when the Bruins are out west or the Celtics. I just I have a hard time staying up for those games. You're just a coward, like in general, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just a coward. Just a cowardice left and right. You just can't face the earth. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Nah, it's just, you just can't do it. Have you tried getting out of bed? No. You know, you were like, hey, uh... With Patriot season over, I'm going to be Bruins heavy. You tweeted this, and then you skipped the Bruins whoa, game that whoa, night. Whoa. That night you skipped it. You skipped it. Paper thin dedication, my friend. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, I don't want no, 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 no. Well, I'm well, cutting this out of the podcast. Well, well, I'm cutting this out of the podcast. I don't want our own listeners being like, "Yeah, get get it together." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. If I tweeted that, I would have been in Anaheim that night. I would have jumped on a flight, and I would have been like, I'm here now. I'm Bruins heavy. And they were like, sir, you don't have a credential. Go home. Yeah, yeah, sure you would have. <laughs> yeah, get a new friggin' battery and you go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eating bread all day. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting in your car eating packets of mustard, waiting for AAA to come. <laughs> You're going to get on a plane to California. It's funny, like a, a flight to California would like literally bankrupt me. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> forget missing a paycheck. How about how about going on a vacation? How about oh, taking time off? How about leaving the Eastern Time Zone? <laughs> yeah, how about going outside? Oh, I'm so poor. There's no way I can we, laugh about it. We, we are destitute. All we have is our hockey team. That's but right. they're good. They're still really good. Ty, I, I mean, look. I, I get it if people get annoyed with me with this with this take because I know it's it's more of a superstitious thing than anything else. But when am I allowed to start getting nervous about the president's trophy? Never. Who cares? You think curses I, are I real? Care. Yeah. Well, it's not so much that it's a curse. It's just that I mean, the I pattern can, the I, pattern because the Bruins, if they win the president's trophy and the Stanley Cup this year, they'll be the first team since 2013 to do it. So I know that means it's not, you know, it's not impossible. It's not unheard of, but it hasn't been done in 10 years. It's only been done four times this century. Okay. I looked it up. I could be wrong, but I believe it was the 01 Avs, 02 Red Wings, 08 Red Wings, and 2013 Blackhawks, and it hasn't been done since. You're going to be pulling up the- And uh, now I don't know what the correl- that there's any correlation, really, but like I, the only guess I could have is that like you, you put too much into winning the regular season and not quite enough into winning the playoffs. It could just be a year-to-year thing, and it just happens to be that it's been 10 years in a row since, since you know, President's Trophy winner won the Cup. You know, I feel like the Bruins should be the Stanley Cup favorite right now. They're, they have by far the most points. Uh, but I don't know. I think I I, I feel like uh, the superstition, this, whatever you call a person who has superstitions, mm-hmm. the paranormal investigator in me feels like uh, they should let someone else win the President's Trophy. Well, I, can I don't care you, about I, that. I, mean, I don't listen, care about can, it at all. I just care about the Cup. I can go over the last... You know, four teams basically that 
won the President's Trophy and tell you what was the fatal flaw with them. Okay. 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning, they faced the Columbus Blue Jackets in round one. It was a bad matchup for them because they fa- they played them well during the regular season. I remember. I don't know if, like, I don't, were we working together at that point? Yeah, we were. I tweeted before that, before the playoffs started, I said, Watch for Columbus and, and, and Tampa. Columbus played them hard this year. That's a bad matchup for them. Swept their ass, And everyone right? was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. I was like, I'm telling you, watch this. And then they won it in, like, I think five games. Um, 2020, 2020 Boston Bruins. Uh, well, the season stopped for five for four and a half months. That kind of killed their momentum. Yeah, I mean, you can throw, the, you can throw any COVID year out. 2021 Avalanche. I don't think we were ready to win yet, personally. I, I thought that they were still – they were – I think there is a level that you need to lose before you can win, and they weren't there yet, in my right. opinion. So, and then last year, Florida, you know that Florida had, I want to say, nine players shoot over fifteen percent last year. That's not sustainable. That was not a sustainable team, in my opinion, for for a long four four round run. They relied on scoring six, goal, six goals a game, but Rosky was not that great. Um, at least I didn't think he was. He may have had the numbers to back it up. I didn't. I didn't see an elite goaltender when I watched him last year, and I think they they ran into a team that was designed to beat them with Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'm not worried about this because I I look at this Matt as the closest version to the 2013 Blackhawks, who won the Presidents Trophy and won the Cup yep. because they were so deep, and you knew they were deep all year long. That was the lockout uh, delayed season. So 2013 was, I think, 48 games. I want to say 48 games. Yeah, I but believe you're right. You watched that Chicago team. It went wire to wire. And so you, you were like, this team is unbelievable. So this Bruins team has wire to wire potential, you think? I think so. I mean, like, well, look at what they got right now. You have McAvoy and Lindholm with different pairings. When healthy, you're going to have Marshan Pasternak on different lines. Taylor Hall will be on the third line. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Of, we've talked about it. It's a lot of weapons to try to kind of manage. They're certainly it's deeper. Poison. They're certainly deeper than other Bruins teams. And look, this is like, I'm not, I still would like, pick the Bruins to win the cup the way they're playing. You know, I still think they're going to win the cup. The, the way they're playing right now, I just don't – and you just look at the competition, I just don't see an obvious team unless you're hanging on to the Tampa thing. I just don't see an obvious team that, that that's like, oh, clearly they're not going to be able to beat that team in the playoffs. I just don't think that exists this year. Well, let me tell you, the Maple Leafs worry me with one area because they are so fast and they can make plays – Really quickly. Now, the teams that have given Bruins. the Bruins problems Maple are teams... Right, right behind the Bruins, by the way. Well, yeah. not right... I mean, the Bruins are way ahead of everybody else, but Tampa, Toronto's number two in the league right now. So, so I, I know we that. like to make fun of them and, like, yeah. needle their fans and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but, you know, they're legit. Well, what I'm saying, though, is that is that they're a team that plays with pace. They can make plays happen quickly. Those are the teams that have given the Bruins some problems this year, you know, because Florida can do that with their top-end talent. Um, Ottawa can do that with their top end talent, right? Kachuk, like they can score goals. You right? were just going through fatal flaws, and so I feel like the Bruins' fatal flaw, yeah. if anything, well, would I'm be try- defense. I, yeah. Trying to slow down. What I'm those trying to say though is that is that their goaltending is what. If you have Samsonov and Matt Murray giving up four goals on 25 shots, you can score five goals a game, but the Bruins are going to score six. So and that, I, I can't that see that that beats them in a seven game series. You couldn't do that in the playoffs anyway. Yeah. And that 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 brings me. That's a good segue to uh, the goaltending question. I, and I, you know, this is this is sort of uh, me like presenting a conundrum to the people who think the Bruins are just going to choke like they always do. You know, there's plenty of people out there. It's like, yeah, they're trying not to get too excited about the way the team's playing right now because it's like, you know, they'll just disappoint us. They'll they'll lose in the first or second round again. I'm sure a lot of there's a lot of overlap between those people and the people who always blamed Tuukka Rask for the Bruins losing. So I don't know. 
Now you got now you got an elite goaltender who looks like he's going to win the Vesna. He might be in the heart heart trophy conversation if he keeps this up for the full season. Uh, and Linus Allmark. And so unless you think Linus Allmark's going to, you know, turn into the proverbial pumpkin and start sucking as soon as the playoffs start, I guess, you know, I guess you can't rule anything out. But if they have if Linus Allmark's playing this way in the playoffs, like how, you're just going to you're going to take Tukarask's soul and put it in Linus Allmark's body and say, "Well, that's that's what's going to happen. Goalie's going to choke." Cuz like I just feel like there's some cognitive dissonance there where like most people would just blame Tuka for a lot of their playoff failures. Well, now what are those people going to say? Now, now, what do you think is going to be their their downfall? Yeah, I right? mean, if they're going to have a downfall, I think it's going to be their their defense, and it'll be guys. You know, if Brandon Carlo gets injured, if Matt Grizzly gets injured, I mean, there's a book on two of those guys, right? Like, there's a book that you got to play them hard, you got to hit them every chance you get. So, how do you manage that, right? How do you manage your lineup on a nightly basis? The other thing too, though, with Olmark, though, is that if he takes a dip, sure, uh, but here's something to watch for right now, Matt, is that. Jeremy Swayman is coming on. His last six games, he's 4-0-2 with a 9.26A percentage. He's allowed two goals or fewer, and I believe all but one of those games. He was and he was one of the only guys that hadn't really you know picked up the pace with the rest of the team. Right. So now if he's surging in the second half and you're able to rest Olmark and Olmark can stay at that level he's been at, we're looking at now 70, you have two goalies. We're looking so at have fun. We're looking at a 74-4-4 team. Perhaps. Right. Right. He's going to win 40 in a row. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, that's where I look back at te- a team that I think the Bruins are comparable to, uh, which is the 2016 uh, and 2017, 2015, uh, no, 2016 and 2017 Pittsburgh Penguins, who had Marc-Andre Fleury and Matt Murray. They were able to go to both guys, you know, relatively, relatively consistently, relatively frequently. So I look at those guys and I go, okay, that team also had Phil Kessel on the third line. Right. Mm, and yes. it's like, OK, now you have Taylor Hall in your third line. Like you are kind of like them at the same time. So if you have two goaltenders on top of your game, you're not relying on just one guy. It's what gives them a leg up on the guy on teams like the Rangers who have come on late teams like Carolina and Carolina's is t- playing really well right now. But here's the thing. They're goaltending. Skotchikev, Freddie Anderson, Auntie Ranta. One guy is basically a newborn in terms of experience, and the other two are injury prone. You know, like, and, and so you look at every other team, and I look at I look at what the the Rangers are doing at Shesterkin, and I'm like, okay, he might be out of gas by the third round if you if you were to face him. Yeah, right. So there's a lot of things that are playing in the Bruins' favor. It's just about staying healthy, having your balanced depth that you've had through the first 40 games, and and you go from there. So. I think they're in a really good spot. It's just about staying healthy and and finding maybe one or two pieces that you could add to it that would maybe put you over the top. And there's a few guys that I'm looking at that are kind of under the radar that I think could be could be big boosts for them. Who would that be? Tell me who you're looking at. One guy, Ivan Barbashev from the St. Louis Blues, who you might remember Barbashev. from the 2019 yeah. uh, playoffs. He was in a fourth line role. He 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 hits. He's physical. He's got a, he's got a scoring touch too, and. He's played center and wing. He's played more wing than center this year. Um, but he would be a guy I look at as maybe an upgrade over Thomas Nosek's hands, right? That if there's one area of this roster you want to upgrade, in my opinion, fourth it's either center. your depth on D or your your fourth-line center in terms of offensive firepower. It's a good spot to be in. And you could put Nosek on the wing. Uh, they're going to do it Thursday night against Seattle because he's had, he's got an injury issue right now. Um, but there are things you can do with Nosek. But if you can upgrade your bottom six scoring punch and versatility with a guy like Barbashev. It's intriguing for me if I'm Don Sweeney. 
They should. I mean, yeah, fourth line depth guy. That that shouldn't take much to get, even if it's not Barbashev. Get someone like well, that. Well, he had 60 points last year. Barbashev. Oh, did. wow. So he kind of had an explosion. So Jeez. there may be a hot. It may be kind of like how uh, the bidding was for Barclay Goodrow. Right when when he was in the right. market, where that's what I've been saying. Get your good draw in there, and then you know. Yeah, and the marketing boom. though, or the the bidding was like a first round pick. Everyone's like, "Whoa, what?" But the Lightning identified him as, "No, no, we think that he's exactly what we need." So, if they find that guy like that, hey, go for it. And what about Ivan Provorov? You 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 mentioned him to me in a text recently. Well, yeah, there's a report out of uh, there's a report out of Philadelphia that the relationship between Barbers, um, sorry, Provorov and the Flyers is strained. And that he might want out, and that they might they might say, okay, we're rebuilding anyways, let's just do it. Mm. And, and I that's a guy this, that hasn't like reached his full potential yet, but he's still yeah. only like twenty. He's, well, he he's been in that, the league since he was twelve, so it's like he was part of that fifteen draft class where he was yeah. he was one of the defensemen that went before Zaboral that everyone always brings up. Mm. Um, and what I can tell you though is that when I ask around, people still talk about Chikrin and the Bruins, like like that might be a thing. So. Are they still looking at defense? Like they still look at like no. If we get another impact guy on D, now we're truly a monster, right? So, right. Yeah. I just wonder. I I don't know if it's if it's feasible. I don't know if it's realistic. I, I'm sure a team like Toronto could probably offer more. Would would offer more because it it that's a huge need for them. Where it's a luxury for the Bruins. Um, but yeah, defense, high impact, young, team controlled, cost controlled defenseman. I think that's something that would be of interest to them. Yeah. So. That's that's more of a home run play yeah. than than Pro-Rov. you know getting a fourth liner obviously. Provorov, but, you mean? But yeah, but like, would you would you want to go all in on that? that I don't that's know if the I would go all in on Provorov. You know what I liked about Provorov? Just looking him up quickly is that he he nev- doesn't miss time. Yeah, he played like almost every game that it, that's been available to him. And that's why I like Tampa. That's why I like Tampa so much. Is yeah, that it's kind of the similar. They're similar sick thing. of losing. They're sick of being down to their their seven through twelve defensemen when it gets to the the playoffs. You yeah, know, so. I, yeah, you know, like it, it is. It is hard to kind of imagine like that they're going to trade him in the within the conference. It's just always hard for me to envision teams giving up, you know, not franchise defensemen, but like top four defensemen within the division if they can help it. I think you want to try to think, nah, send him to L.A. I don't. We don't want to mm, deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'd wonder, but you know that that's something that I'd look at. You know, I, I just wonder if they're still in the market for a uh, a defenseman like that. I would hope so. I kind of want them to, to get a defenseman still, even if it's a depth guy. Think about Nashville, right? When Nashville went their went their way in you know twenty seventeen, their defense I think was Subban, Ryan Ellis, Mateus Ekholm, Roman Yossi. Like they were loaded <laughs> on the back end, right? And I think the Bruins have tried to kind of emulate that model a little bit with their drafting. It's like let's just get a bunch of great defensemen and. They're either going to be on our team or we're going to use them as trade ships to upgrade our defense at some point. So that's how I look at that. All right. All right. Well, that's that's only going to get more interesting. Is the trade deadline in next month? It's about two months away. Oh, March. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the first week of March. So All right. Well, we've got plenty of time to look at We're deadline season. It'll be interesting to see where the Bruins are at when we get to that point. One more Bruins topic before we move on. Uh, David Posner continues to get more expensive. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm worried about the Presidents Trophy. Are you worried about the the Pasternak thing? It's becoming unnerving. I, I I don't know if worried is the right term because you know I talk to people and you know I've had my own feelings on it that there's really no reason for him to leave. Um, you know, there are things I've talked to him about that would represent chief concerns for me, I, namely the Bruins having a center and being good. 
he's told me that he doesn't worry about those things. It's like, okay, well, that's good to know. Mm. Um, but here's a contract that is getting more expensive by the day. It, it is not getting cheaper, right? Like, And this is sort of when I go back to when I talked to Don Sweeney in July and I asked him, why didn't you exchange numbers on the first day? And he said, well, it was the first day we could. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know tonight if, uh, if anything changes there. Really kind of smarmy. Made me think like, oh, okay, so he knows something I don't, and he's going to take his victory lap at my expense later that week. No, it's now January. Not one thing happened. It's been over 180 days since he said that to me. And, he and he's gone no around closer. the world in that time. He's, the guy, he's no closer to being signed. And he and his well is he? I mean, maybe they're closer. I don't know. Would you? <laughs> his agent has repeatedly said uh, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing new to update you on. Oh boy! And all I'm saying though is that we went from talking about nine and a half million dollars to being a good, uh, maybe a good contract for him. Now it's ten and a half. You know, he gets the hot start. Now, now it's, it's eleven and a half. Yeah, it's probably it's, up to twelve and yeah, a half. Like, now. can we can we be under twelve? Can we just can we not? Can we be under Connor McDavid? That's all I ask at this point. Yeah, I, I listen. I think he's closer to Nathan McKinnon than he is Jonathan Huberdeau or, or Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, right. And so you're looking at about twelve million dollars now. And and you know, I, I, listen. I've heard from people who I trust. People have given me really good stuff before that they have offered a a, a what would be the richest contract in team history. But Pasternak has bet on himself to a degree, and it's playing out. And where I am with this Matt is that you can't let him leave. You can't let him go. The, what we're learning right now, we're talking about the President's Trophy and all that. What I'm learning, these last, let's say, four cup runs, five cup runs, whatever it is, you need a rock star. He's a rock star. Like, you need a guy who who has that, like, if he has a big night, we're winning this game. Like, you mm-hmm. need that kind of guy. You know, I look at Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. I look at Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point. I look at when the Caps won it. O- Ovi, like you need a rock star to win a win a Stanley Cup now. Ryan O'Reilly, twenty nineteen, went in a takeover mode. You need to have these kind of guys in your roster. Right, it's Pasternak's uh, closest thing to it. The guy, there could be a guy like O'Reilly who elevates himself rather than you have to have the fifty goal score. But it's like, they don't, what else do they have at this point? You got to, you have to keep Pasternak. And as we get closer, as we get more removed from that twenty nineteen Stanley Cup final, the more is it's an outlier to me that that roster build. That concept is not where the game is going. The game is going towards scoring and power plays. And, and I think last year there was most power plays ever in a postseason. Oh, God, really? So, so I think that... So it is So it is important to have a good power play as opposed to five on five, you think? It's great to have a guy who could just shoot that friggin' piss missile, you know, right. for, for like on a one-timer. Like, you got to have that guy, so... It's like he's not even trying lately either. You know, it's like it's he's easy. not... It doesn't even look like the shots are going that fast. He's just he's just pinpoint with it. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but I asked Jim Montgomery about David Pasternak and kind of his swagger, and he says he allows us to be who we are. And I think I look at that and I'm like sign him. <laughs> like you can't yes. lose an identity piece. Yeah, it, you I have, have a feeling you, this is all going to be for all the worrying is going to be for Nug. They're just going to get it done, and it was just drawn out. Same by his same. agent because I mean, we, he wants to bring it as far as he can. Well, we've talked about it too the 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 difficulty of a contract like this. But what I'm saying is get it over with because you're you're gonna you're gonna end up paying more money the longer this goes on. So. Mm. You know, I'm at the point now where you kind of have to swallow your pride and go, all right, 12.3, does that work for you? That works for us. Let's, let's get this over with. We, we don't want this to drag on any longer. You don't want a uh, Xander Bogart situation happening for your team. Can't we do 12? 
I mean, 12 million. Are they really going to block it? If the Bruins say, all right, we'll do eight years, 12 million. Are they really going to say, no, we want 12.3? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not, not in that room. Cause I Dave, can't tell you. Because Dave Postrack, he is second in the league in goals behind Connor McDavid. Yes. So, But Connor McDavid is still way ahead of him and way ahead of everybody else in goals, points, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, he doesn't deserve to be right behind him in terms of money. Uh, Yes and no. Because but I'm I, saying, like, if 12, I think, Connor McDavid makes 12 and a half, I don't think Pasternak deserves to get 12.3 is what I'm saying. Well, let's, let's look at it this way, though. When did Connor McDavid sign his contract? Not this past know. year, not two years ago. And so what, what's going to happen, though, is that the Pasternak contract is going to go for the next eight years. Within that time frame, McDavid's oh. going to get a new contract. Right, you've been over this. Yeah, Matthews Ma- is going to make one. 15, I think. Yeah. So you got to look so at 12, it from that so 12, kind of standpoint. Yeah, 12 could look team-friendly in uh, five years. Nathan <laughs> McKinnon signed for, I think, 12.3. You know, oh, like, God. So... So Nathan oh McKinnon was one hundred and call it twelve million dollars. So it was it was something like that. So God, the McKinnon contract I believe was the most expensive in the league, and that just that's just for now. That's until Matthews needs his contract, be yep. it in Toronto or be it you know wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, twelve point six million for Nathan McKinnon. Get Pasternak a little below that. I'm okay with that. I really am because because you got to have this at cap this, go up at a certain point. At this point, what are you going to spend that money on? Do you, you know, and, and that's if, you do, if it's not Pasternak, what are you going to spend it on? That's my question. For the people who don't want to sign David Pasternak to would, that contract, would you rather sign a seven million and a five million? You know, do you trust the Bruins and Don Sweeney <laughs> to spend twelve point five million dollars right on talent that would be better than David Pasternak? Because I don't. No. I'm sorry, I don't. And would I love Bo Horvat? Yeah, but are you tell me that Bo Horvat's going to sign here if Pasternak's not here. Like I think th- I think these things go hand in hand. Where you need to have Pasternak to attract the high end center. Because that high-end center is going to go, I can play with him for the next eight years? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, my I want to ass- do that. Oh, my assists are going to be enormous. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, like So, I don't know. That's how I look at it. But I'm with you. I'm not nervous. I just want to get done because it's it, the price is not going down. Right. Yeah, like enough. Can we get it done, please? Don't let them go to the open market and meet with all these other teams, too. Right. I, don't let it get to that point. Don't let Jersey get in the room with him and be like, listen, we have – he sure and Hughes signed for the next like seven years. Hey, like, maybe oh, they okay. maybe they can get together over the All Star break and hammer something out. I don't know. That'd be nice. It would be nice. Be nice. Pasternak has to get voted into that thing. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm okay with that. I don't care, keep, but keep I'm just home. like I figured well, he would no, be. I, does it, do they have to do one from each team? Yes. Is that a, okay. Yes. That, that makes sense. I was like, I was like, why is Nick Suzuki like? Why are these well, guys in there? And I think it's because I, I think it's because Ulmark made the most sense. Yeah, no. Allmark's uh, the best be, goalie in the NHL. Yeah, and the next closest guy in the Atlantic is Vasilevsky, who's right. has like a nine eighteen. So no, it's like, yeah, we should do this. No, Allmark had to be in there. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. All right. I think we've exhausted the Bruins' topics for one week. We're, we're still up against it. Time. We got to get out of here in about twenty minutes or so. So you know what that means. What's we're, up? We're moving on to the big three. Oh. All right. We're gonna do that. We'll take one quick break, and then we'll be right oh. back. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. We're back. Ty. Time for a big three. This is an interesting one. 
Big three worst dreams. All right. Now, I don't know how specific we're going to get with these dreams. I think uh, I'll have some picks here that are that can be related to that other people have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we, you know, it's still adult dreams are, a little, are, are interesting because we've had all this life experience and whatever's going on around us. There's a lot of stress can lead to some real, some real weird shit going on once we hit that REM sleep. So this is this is your idea. Good idea. I'll let you start. All right. So I'm actually going to go back to my youth with uh, my first one because this dream, I still think about it on occasion and I hate it. Uh, when I was like four or five. I had a dream that Charlie Chaplin killed my parents and my grandparents and then escaped on a train. And you, you're saying, hey, you're four years old. How do you know who Charlie Chaplin is? Mm. My grandfather had like a framed picture of Charlie Chaplin, and I was like, this guy is terrifying. I don't want to look at this. <laughs> and uh, I still think about that dream all the time. I can still envision it to a certain degree. I still remember the train that he escaped on. Good Lord. Uh, really don't care for him. I still got to check that he's still dead once a year. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> he's not alive. He's not back around again, is he? And they're like, no, he's still dead, sir. I'm like, all right, cool. I just hang up. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, no, that's not, this isn't my pick, but like, yeah, I, I have a childhood dream that I still remember where it was the head from Pee Wee's Playhouse. What's that character's name? Jam- Jambi? Oh, Jambi. It was... Like an 8-bit Nintendo version of Jombie floating outside my window, you know, just creepily floating outside my Mecca window. Mecca-lucka-high, Mecca-dolly-ho. Yeah, like, like <laughs> Mecca-dolly-ho. <laughs> Say it with me. No. <laughs> you know, like me in my dark bedroom, silence around me, and then a floating 8-bit Nintendo version of Jombie is... is yeah, because that was my life back then. Was you know I had the NES and I'd play Super Mario, and then I also loved uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse as as a little boy, and so I think those things com- converged to give me a really weird dream. It's it's crazy that I still remember that thing. I had to be like five years old or something. Speaking but, um, of Pee Wee's Playhouse, there is a shirt that 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 company that I'm always wearing the my Misfits Limp Biscuit shirt that just has biscuits on it instead of Misfits. Uh, Meth Syndicate is is the guy, and he. He made a shirt, I think it was just for Anthony Anderson. He's never, like, released it. And it has uh, Cowboy Curtis on it. It, it. Like, in his Cowboy Curtis, you know, getup. And it says, Played by Lawrence Fishburne. And it says Lil Nas X underneath it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I good. need that. Like, that's I need good. that shirt. But he, I think he only made it for Anthony Anderson, he said. Oh, well, that's not fair. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, that yeah, I'll make my actual first pick here. Yes. This isn't a specific dream, but I've had a few of these before. Getting yelled at intensely or fighting with family or friends. Now, okay. I, there's different things that could cause that, but the, nothing makes me like, nothing jolts me awake in the middle of the night feeling almost like I'm having a panic attack. Like I was just told I'm a bad friend or things like that. You know, maybe that's just my effed up brain, you know, but I think there's other, I bet there's other people out there who have been depressed or dealt with anxiety who have these intense dreams of getting berated by someone they love. And I, I think that's a thing. I hope it's a thing. I hope I'm not the only person. I'm maybe the only person dealing with that, but that is the absolute worst dream. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing disrupts your sleep like that. Yeah. You sound, it seems like you've never experienced this before. Uh, maybe like a slight variation of it. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I, I'm able to kind of sleep through it. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe there you I go. Maybe I fought with my parents <laughs> enough in real life where I'm like, ah, whatever. Right. No, that's that, that. That's probably like the thing with me where it's like I'm just I just I'm like uh, the anxiety is is uh, turning inward. 
Mm. You know, because I don't fight with my friends or family too often myself. Yeah, fist fights. I'm pretty easy going. You know, I don't I don't do that. I'm too on mac often. and cheese, white cheddar, <laughs> not cheese, not whatever. This yeah. hungry man breakfast is frozen still. <laughs> Remember the kids' cuisines when we were kids? Remember those things? Yeah, I used to have like a breakfast version. Remember how disgusting it was when the corn would get in with the brownie? It was awful. It was just, it was oh, like that? The worst. Oh, God, I know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was why? Like the worst. Chocolate and corn? <laughs> like in the same like compartment? Disgusting. It's like you're eating poop. Yeah, it was really gross. I hated it. <laughs> uh, no, I can kind of relate to that. Like, I've had dreams where like, I've had dreams where like a parent has died and I've woke up with tears in my eyes. Like, yeah, it's well, not like, quite the same, but kind right, of. That's sort of the same. Like, you know, yeah. family drama, family tragedy. Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those dreams where you wake up like, thank God that wasn't real. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's a good one. Sorry it's not funnier, <laughs> but that is the absolute worst dream of mine. Uh, for me, number two pick would be uh, dreams where I am running late to something and I Ooh. have no control over what's happening. Good one. Where I've had these dreams the last few weeks where like I keep missing trains. So I had missing a dream. Trains, missing flights. Yep. I, I had a dream that I um that I got hired by WWE as like a, a helping write the shows or whatever. And my first task was the Royal Rumble. And they wanted to have the wrestlers come in on the green line except the garden. I was like, this is a bad idea. Like the green line's not good. It's it's a very bad <laughs> idea to have wrestlers come in on the train. And I and they were like, no, no, this is gonna be a good idea. And I was like, no, it's gonna be a bad idea. So in this dream, I'm just responsible for everyone missing their train, and I'm having the worst time to the point where I go, I'm not even gonna go back. I'm gonna get fired. I'm not even gonna go back. <laughs> but like, I've been having these dreams lately where I miss I miss trains, I miss flights, I miss buses, like whatever the case is. That's probably a common one. Yeah, but like, it's a helpless feeling, like, because you're like. I don't know the the dream train schedule. No, right. I don't have an app for this. Like, so uh, so you have a like a lo- one. You've had lucid dreams about that, where you're like you're in the dream, and you're like, I know I'm dreaming, but like I still for some reason need to catch this train, even though I know it's a dream. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically anything that like any dream that requires motion of some sort, I really hate because mm. you're never moving at the same speed. That you do in real life, obviously. Everything feels like more like slow motion, like staggered. But you're always late somehow. Like, that's the other part. Of it. You're always late in these dreams. And you're like, well, if I could move faster, I wouldn't be late. Yeah. But, but you can't I move think, that. I think that typically, I've read before, I think that's like an indicator that you have like a big thing coming up that you don't want to be late for. And so, mm. I don't know, it manifests itself. The anxiety manifests itself in the dream. All right. Uh, my second pick is sort of along those same lines, but it's not missing a flight or anything. It's I just call it failing out of school. Okay, now, I don't know if you've had this dream before. I, I almost did in real life, so I don't think I've ever had this dream. <laughs> right. I never failed. I was uh, I could have been better as a student, but I didn't. You know, I was a I decent northeastern. You're I was a smart person. I was good. Well, yeah, I was smart. My problem was I didn't do homework. Oh, okay. That was what like I always there were so many classes where I I absolutely would have gotten an A if I mm. did my homework, but I didn't do my homework, so I got a B or a C. That was that guy. Yeah. That was that. I get it's it. Not good. Not good. Um, but I, I've, I've made it. I've made it here somehow into would, this very studio. A, Matt, I would have been an A student if school started like three hours later than it did. Oh, yeah. Now, I was when, insomniac. When did your, when I did got high, no sleep ever. When did school start for you? Uh, first class was at, uh, you had to be in there at 7.05. Oh wow! Yeah, it was awful. That's crazy. I thought I was about. I thought I was gonna one up you because mine was seven fifteen. Yeah, no, it was seven. That's insane. Why yeah. did we do that? I had to be at the bus stop. I liked by getting six a.m. I liked getting out in the early afternoon. I guess you know we get yeah. out by two o'clock. No, there was a year I, where I was a student aide for like uh, an assistant teacher. Yeah, but he was never actually there. 
So I would just get to leave school an hour early. That was that was a fun time. Yeah, I I honestly like I would deal with getting out at like four fifteen if it meant I could go in at like ten a.m. Mm. Yeah, I would have been a way better student because I was I was an insomniac. I didn't realize it. I just thought I had like bad sleeping patterns, but no, I had insomnia. Yeah, and I just couldn't like I was going to school every day on like three and a half hours sleep and was like I'm not gonna do yeah, anything that's crazy. today. Yeah, that's crazy. I used to yeah I used to always stay up and watch all the the sporting events, so I would get you know five six hours at the most every night. All right, so anyway, this dream. <laughs> you know, I guess like not doing homework all those years is what contributes to these dreams. But like the dream is basically. I get to like the end of a semester and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't done any work. I haven't done any of the reading. I haven't done any of the assignments. Uh, it could be that I wasn't even showing up to school at times. I would have a, a dream that I like, oh my God, I haven't even been going to school. I am going to fail out. Or I'm about to go in and I'm about to go into the final exam where I'm going to fail or I'm about to go in and find out that I have failed out of school and my life is over. And then I wake up. I wake up and it's like, oh, thank God that wasn't real. I've, <laughs> You're like, I am in my 30s. <laughs> I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big thank God that wasn't real uh, dream guy. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, like I still, yeah, it's weird that like I still have those dreams, uh, you know, now in my 30s when I'm just going to work. But um, it might be like, I think I've had those on like a Saturday night before a, Patri- a big Patriots game. Or like a, a night before I'm going to go on the pregame show with with Beetle and Gasper where it's like I'm a little nervous about that. You know, the butterflies, the good, a little bit of the good kind of anxiety. But like, you know, it, you, then you have the dream the night before where like everything's ruined and then you wake up. It's like, thank God. It's almost like the the brain is sort of like trying to fight anxiety that way. Yeah, maybe. Where it's like, let's let's get the anxiety chemicals going and then we'll show you that it's not real by waking you up and then flooding you with good feelings. It's true. That's my I theory. That. I don't know. I can see that. I don't know. Um, but that's my pick. My third pick. Um, third and final pick. Um, dreams where uh, you have to use the restroom because you got to be awake for these ones. You never know what can happen. If you start dreaming that you're pissing, you might be actually pissing in real life. It's a very dangerous game. Anytime I have a dream where like I, I feel like I need to go to the restroom or, or I'm near a waterfall, all of a sudden I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up, like that. Like, voice in my head is like, you got to go pee, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like 8 in the morning. Your body's like, yo, wake up. We got to go. And uh, so, yeah, I for the record, never pissed the bed. But uh, they, I have to fight out of these dreams and run to the bathroom, though. So that they put me on edge every time. They're not super common, but when they are, I have to wake up and jump over everybody to get to the bathroom. You never wet the bed even as a child? Oh, yeah, like as a kid. But I'm saying like as an adult, no. I'm like, no. I think I might have done it one time when I was like 10 or 11 yeah. at, at like a friend's house. Oh, really? Which was like, hopefully this was a dream. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. Because nothing ever came of it. You know, I feel like Maybe if said friend this, knew that I pissed myself sleeping over his house, I feel like my life would have been over at school the next day. Yeah, probably. But, uh, it might not. Have, his, his mother, God bless her, God bless her, might have might have covered it up. So, or maybe it didn't happen at all. So I was like 13, and I pissed my pants in front of my friends, but it's because I got hit by a car. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, hey, I just pissed my pants, I think. And they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think cool. you can justify that. <laughs> I got smoked by like a like a uh, RAV4. It's a little, it's a little different from this. <laughs> I don't know. I just had to pee. I was, just... my, I was on my bike, and I got just, I was like, I think I just pissed myself. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, yeah I always hear about like getting nervous and pissing yourself, getting scared and pissing. I've never... Never encountered that. Yeah, I've only just had a little bit of slight leakage on the way to like really <laughs> having to hold something in. It's a top. That's a one of the top feelings in the, in the world is is releasing a 
pissed that you had to hold in for a while. Is it not? Uh, top five, top one feeling for that, me. For that moment where you release the piss. Oh, my God. No, top one Incredible. moment for me, Matt. Wearing new socks for the first time. Best feeling yes. in the world. Best yes. feeling in the world. That's one of my, my prompts on the dating apps. It's the one that's gotten me the most, uh, you know, responses. Yeah. So I think I think the ladies agree with you on that. I, one I used to. I worked with a kid uh, when I was in high school who we worked at a. Uh, it was a shoe store, and he would uh, literally buy a twelve pack of socks every week and a half, and he would just throw them out after one one use. I'm like, you are an insane person. That's that, crazy. I'm like, that is so wasteful. But yeah, he would do that. If I could afford it, I suppose I would. Get them. I would buy them no, more frequently. Like, not like Jordan, one. I'd, they I'd were use like Jordan socks. They were like not yeah, cheap. I would use them more than once for sure. Yeah, I've. Uh, you know, a good way to make yourself feel good as a person: bring your clothes to the donation bins when you're when you're done with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't throw them in the trash. Right. Those things yeah, are, hopefully depends. aren't a scam. I mean, it all depends. Like, when I'm like, dead, like, just throw is. me in the trash. <laughs> Like it all depends though. Like if I like I'm not gonna throw out a shirt that like I've sweat in, you know what I mean? Like even though I've washed it still kinda grungy, like I'm not gonna get rid of that. Yeah. Or turn it into a patch. I'm not gonna give it to someone else but Yeah, my sweaty clothes. Like, yeah. I don't wanna do that. So yeah. Well, I mean I don't I mean that better than having no clothes. Yeah, you like better this? Than- it's covered in sweat. What's well, that? You don't have to give it to him covered in sweat. You can wash well, it. I wash it, but it's still kind of grungy. It still know? smells like a hockey bag. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. So I just don't do that. I'm, I'm, I hate when you have like an old shirt that you love that you've had for years, but you start to notice that no matter what, it has that little hint of sweat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, it's time to go for this one. I, had, I have an Every Time I Die shirt that is very much like that, where it says Every Time I Die on it, and it has ALF. On the on it with a rose out of his mouth. It's like the ultimate me shirt. And <laughs> every time uh, I piss myself, and it's very uh, it's on its last legs, unfortunately. So I might try to turn into a patch, like put it on the back of my like denim oh, vest or something. That's a cool idea. Yeah, interesting. R.I.P. Alf shirt. All right, I got to make my third pick because we got to get out of here. My third pick is just uh, just being naked. Dreams, you know, the naked in public, naked having to make a speech. Never had one of those. I've never had I don't, one of those. I don't have them too often, but it's sort it's a, along the same lines of the failing out of school where like it gets to the point where I start I gotta go give this speech, but I'm naked and then I just wake up. It's like, okay, thank God I didn't have to do that. Uh but like more often it's like it's like I get all the way to work and then I notice that I'm shirtless or something. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden I've had dreams where like all I just all of a sudden notice that I'm sitting at my desk shirtless. And it's like a helpless feeling because it's like, oh well now I have to like go out in the hall. I got to do something about this shirtless thing, and someone's going to have to see me with no shirt on, you know? So yeah. that, that is a, that's a weird dream. That might be one of the dreams I have before going on the radio and stuff. You know, it's one of those fear of public speaking things, I think. Mm. You've never had a dream where you're naked or nope. anything like that? Always clothed. I feel like that's a common one. Always clothed. Uh, <laughs> any Always clothed and covered in piss. <laughs> any honorable mentions for you? Yes. Uh, the, the being chased and you can't run. Yep, that's that, one. Like you're trying to run and you're in slow motion. You can't move. Similar, uh, throwing punches in dreams. The same thing. Yeah, never works. You're being chased or you're getting in a fight and you can't you can't move as fast as you want. Uh, sex dreams slash wet dreams. Mm-hmm. You, do you have a dream that you're about to hook up with someone you like or someone you think is attractive and then you wake up and it's, you want to blow your brains out? I've had sex dreams with people and I can never look at them the same ever again for the rest of my life. I'm like, yo, we did we did it in the dream. <laughs> 
Like, it's kind of messed up, man, but we did it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's never with, like, my mom. It's with, like, a, you yeah, know, no, a girl I, know. I liked in school or yeah. something like that. Or I'm not a, saying you're banging your mom in your dream. I just like, said, yeah, you can't look you at know, like, the same. You know, like Trish Stratus, you know, someone like that. Yeah, ooh, yes. <laughs> Like my favorite porn star, that uh, sort of yes, thing. Yes, yes. Uh, stuck in just a strange house slash place dream. Mm-hmm. I have a recurring dream. It's so weird that, like, nothing really happens, but I'm just at this beach house, and it's like a beach house up on a hill, and you go down a hill, and then sometimes it's a beach, sometimes it's a giant pool, but it's like it's on a hill, and then there's water. And it's like a nice place, but I don't recognize the place, but it's the same place in every dream. Listen, I'm so like, what does that mean? What I'm going to tell you about that is that if you ever encounter that place in real life, run the other direction because you're going to die there. That's, that, what that's, I would, weird. that's what I would tell you. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm having visions of something that that hasn't happened yet. It's like I'm hoping it's like the big my dream house when I get my dream beach house when I get rich or something, you know. You're like, going to get rich. That's How what I hope. That? That's what I hope. We should rob a bank. Let's rob a bank. Let's just do it. All right. Who, who's going to think it's us? No one listens ben to Ben Affleck's this. In, in town. I saw that movie. He can help us. <laughs> yeah. Uh auto mention for me would be dreams where your teeth are falling out. Ooh. Not not a great feeling. I feel like I've had those before, but not that's not an, that's not often. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why why do we have those? I don't know. I don't know. I think there is some sort of explanation for it. There's sites out there. I think there it's that dental anxiety. I think, that's, I think that's a big reason. <laughs> I think it's as simple as that, honestly. Um yeah, beyond that, I can't really think of any top of my head. I'll probably have all of them tonight though. So that'll be good. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, we're going to have some sick ass dreams tonight. After bringing this this all back to the service. All right, we got to get out of here because uh, we're short on time. Uh, but this is the Sports Hub Underground Podcast. If you made it this far, thanks. I love you. You can get us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. But, of course, you can get us every single Thursday at 98.5thesportshub.com. Ty, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, no. I, I, I hate being on this time crunch. Good. That's my thought on it. Good. I like you hating things. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.